Partis here with Midnight Club Media. Carl here at Crazy Carl Speed Shop. Right, we got our guest here in the house as well, Roger Stone. Yes, it's good to be here. I've been looking forward to come jump on this podcast with you all and discuss a little bit of car stuff here. Well, let's jump right into it. Earlier before we came on, uh, Roger was telling me a little bit about his build. I'd like to hear a lot more about it, so... Uh, Maybe tell us, uh, start out by telling us how you acquired the car and where we're at now. <clears throat> so, a little history on it. I got a uh, 94 F-Body Camaro. I was on the great Facebook marketplace scrolling through there one day, just like many of us do. We spend a lot of time on there if you're anything like me, just looking. And I seen this thing come up for sale on there, and I, I probably looked at it for three or four days straight. And I uh, decided to message old boy about it. I met him uh, at a local Walmart, and as soon as I went to pull into the parking lot there, I seen it, and I said it sold already. <laughs> I didn't know if it ran. I, I didn't know if the title was bad one or nothing. I, I said, I like that thing. So I took it around the parking lot. Love at first sight. Huh? It Sometimes was. when you know, you just know. It was. And I've been a young boy always wanting one of them cars, so uh, I had to have it. There was no telling me I wasn't going to get it. When I seen it in person, I remember being 14, and uh, Dad's friend used to have one of the body Camaros. It may have just been a V6, I can't remember, a little 3.8. But uh, then my buddy's mom had one. And I remember, I still got the picture today of me sitting, standing there beside that thing. <laughs> I was posing all beside of it, looking all, you know, mean, looking whatever I was trying to do. And uh, I found got that one drove it to the house i'm a pretty big fan of that platform myself uh, i'm sure you remember the black one i had in oh, high school that, oh, uh, yeah. we all kind of traded hands the with it a little bit it was blacked out ground effects had a big wing on it and stuff it uh we had a lot of fun in that car for sure um ran too good to be a v6 <laughs> <laughs> yeah it did it really did but uh i'm really glad to see you with a new build out here um Really glad to meet you in general, uh, get you out here, running with our crew a little bit. Uh, we're all happy to share knowledge and help out, you know, help. We got some parts laying around that you need, you know. Yeah. We're all about helping one another. That's one of the whole reasons why we're doing all this. Yeah, and that is uh, very much appreciated. That was one reason why I wanted to reach out and uh, try to become a part of the group. And it's really about learning. Uh, before we jump on live here podcast as I mentioned that is mm -hmm. for me it's really a learning thing how can I make this quicker what can I do you know what's available and uh go from there about it so I've tore into the build some myself and uh got confused a couple of times and messaged a couple of people they've they've helped me so they've been real good but uh it's really about just I'm, want, I'm wanting to get it together by summer, I'm hoping, mm -hmm. and see if I can get it running in a straight line a couple times, see what it does. I mean, probably get laughed at, but I'll, I'll send it down there. <laughs> uh, we'll get it figured out one way or another. Uh, now, you touched base earlier before we got started here on some of those calculators. Um, you want to bring that yeah. up back again? I think that's really good information for folks if they're not aware of it. One second here. I, I want to make sure I get it right. Yeah. <clears throat> Wallace Racing Calculators. If you guys have never used the the little online calculators for, they have calculators where you can use like weight and mile per hour to estimate horsepower and weight and horsepower to estimate eighth mile times, quarter mile times. Um, and there's calculators more geared towards when you're thinking about upgrading your motor and you know you're looking at a set of heads and this is something I preach to people all the time a lot of you guys know exactly what I'm talking about if you build something and the parts aren't meant to work together it's not going to work right and it's not going to last so it's really important to kind of have an understanding of like how cam size can affect the valve springs you need and and just lots of different things like that. And these calculators can really help get you get an idea of what you may need, how much motor you may need per how much your car weighs to go, say, uh, a time that you're looking to run. 
it could potentially save you a lot of money, a lot of headache, and a lot of wrenching. Um, it's helped me out a lot in the past just with different things. It kind of helps from just throwing parts at something and uh, wondering what it's going to do. It, uh, there's a lot of variables that obviously don't come into play with these calculators. Uh, they're obviously not real-world numbers, but they give you a really good baseline of where you're going to be uh, with your project, with the numbers that you're dealing with. And a lot of you experienced guys out there are like calculating wheel speeds and that kind of thing and figuring gearing. And you know exactly where I'm talking about. For some of you newer guys that haven't played with this and haven't looked into the math, I call it fun math. And I call it fun math because if you do it right, you go fast. So uh, just a little tip there. It may help some of you guys out, some of the rookies, some of the people that think they can't do this stuff because they don't know how. There's information out there. Absolutely. Um, another thing I wanted to touch base with, uh, we were all sitting around talking before we got rolling and uh, Roger brought up that uh, he kind of got started with the mud trucks as well. Absolutely. Uh, go ahead and tell us a little bit about how you got started into that. Well, I grew, I grew up there, it's a very popular Run County place, uh, Craig Ridge, and I remember being a young whippersnapper laying there in my bedroom just hearing the mud trucks out there beating off rev limiter. <laughs> and, uh, it wasn't too long I was out there with them, seeing if we can get across the bus hole or whatnot out there. Uh -huh. And uh, so that's kind of where it brought me into with my Camaro. Is instead of trying to go through mud, I thought I'd try to go fast. You know, streetcar. Yeah, you got to change it up every once in a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's absolutely right. Get the whole plethora of motorsports in there at some point or another. Yeah, and, and I love it all. If it's got a motor on it, I like it. You ever see them bicycles with a little motor on it? I think that's pretty cool. Got a motor on it. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so, even at uh, one of the NPK races, that's one thing that caught my attention. If you guys look back through my posts and my photos, uh, you'll see there was a mini bike actually going through the pits that caught my attention more so than any of the race cars at that point in time. Um, it actually had a wheelie bar on it, had a fat tire set up on it. It was pretty cool. Yeah, that'd be pretty neat. I'd like to see that. But. They mentioned about that calculator. I I was blindfolded whenever he said that. I I never heard of it, so that's something for me. I'm going to check into. I appreciate you showing me that, and maybe yeah, yeah, somebody yeah. else that gets to watch this gets to realize that you know there is this tool out there that will help out. I think uh, I think when I first stumbled across that, I was trying trying to get an idea of gear ratios and seeing how we were just talking about mud trucks and things and that's kind of what I grew up doing I know basically how a motor is going to perform with a 14 gear on say a 35 inch tire versus a 31 inch tire I've run both of them hundreds of miles thousands and thousands of miles <laughs> with multiple motors so I, I have that experience but when I was transitioning to a car, now I'm on a 27 or 28 inch tire, and that's a big jump. And I don't know how many RPMs I would be running cruising at 55 with a 14 gear. And I was really trying to not being able to afford to just buy three, four ring and pinions because I didn't like the one I had. I kind of had to make a choice and was going to have to work. So rather than just any mini mining mo I started searching some things online and stumbled across some of these calculators and once I started playing with the first one I just kept looking for more because it's like what what can I do with this it's really cool and you got to be careful um, looking up other people's builds trying to take the numbers that they've calculated for their setups and think it's going to work for yours especially when it comes to cam specs or anything like that internal in the motor um, you're better off to do the math yourself and uh, get a good idea of what you're putting together before you get real disappointed in your setup. Absolutely. Or, you know, camshafts specifically, they're kind of like witchcraft. So, ever so slightly. <laughs> a lot of people recommend, you know, calling a manufacturer, and a lot of times they'll even custom grind a camshaft just for your specific build and I've I've never done it personally but I've been told that it's really not that much more expensive than an off-shelf camshaft so might be something to look into that's correct actually you brought that up I actually had to do that um, I was telling Matt here before we started that uh, 
I called Jegs up, I called Summit up, I called all your big names up. Looking for a cam for this car. I needed that plain Jane, the 503 cam. Everybody wanted it. Everybody shoved it in there. It sounded cool on YouTube. So I wanted it. Couldn't find it. I was on the wait list for eight months and I got aggravated because I done paid for this cam. They never sent it to me. I'd call them once every two months or something and still on back order. I got told that the cores are almost impossible to get now since we're switching over to electric vehicles. And uh, I really hated to hear that. I called a place down in North Carolina called uh, Jones Cams. He couldn't get it for me. And uh, gave me another phone number called Cam Motion. The guy had it built, sent to me in a week and a half. And that is sitting at the house ready to be put in that motor now. Very nice. Just out of curiosity, was the price in the same ballpark? Uh, I was about $200 different in price, but I also was told that the cam is way more um, better than the other cams that I was looking at. Mm -hmm. The materials that was put into it right. is a right. lot more higher grade. Well, it sounds like you made the right decision there. Anyway. I believe so. I was happy to receive it. I was really aggravated because it was holding me up some still on the build to get it in. That's always a bummer when you're holding up on parts like that, man. It can be real easy to lose that spark and that interest in your build whenever they're sitting around and you're just waiting on things. But, uh, man, it, it's tough all around right now getting parts, it seems, in every aspect of the industry. Um, if it's performance-related right now, you know, it's it's not easy to get a hold of. And, uh, man, I hate seeing that, too, and I hope things change in the near future. But uh, as of right now... We're all going to have to lean on each other a lot more, and as you know, as a community of racers and uh, motorsports fanatics, uh, we can all help each other out. You know, like I said earlier, if if my crew's got something that you guys need, um, just because we may be running against each other at some point in time, that don't mean we ain't you know we ain't trying to help one another out here. That's that's what we're all about. One of the whole reasons in getting this started is really strengthening the community and uh, bringing folks together, getting them talking, and uh, breaking up all those little clicks that you see at the car shows and stuff. I want everybody talking, everybody sharing information. Um, that's what we're all about here. Heck yeah. And if worse comes to worse, we'll just find John Clawmowers and race him. So. Hey, that's right. <laughs> I'm down. I'll, I'll try to race anything. I don't know about y'all, but it seems like I've had way more fun in a vehicle that I maybe had $500 in than, you know, $5,000 or $15,000. Um, I know you and I personally have together a lot of times. <laughs> um, but uh, there's just something about, something about that to me. You can, you can have a lot of fun, and you don't have to spend a lot of money to do it. I think the car I had more fun in than any other car I've ever owned was the cheapest car I've ever bought in my life. <laughs> If it was that uh, the one we put a custom paint job on and all yes. that uh, with the spray cans? Yes. Yeah. We did have a lot of fun in that car. I think I paid 80 bucks for that car. <laughs> Good luck finding something that runs and drives for $80 oh, yeah, today. Sure. <laughs> I, I noticed, too, that if it was my buddy's car, I tend to have more fun in it, too. I didn't, <laughs> I, I didn't care if the tires burning off of it. <laughs> I didn't care if it broke. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, Roger, tell me, what... Kind of what's your goals for this build? So I, I still want to keep it as a street car. I want to be able to get into it, cruise out on the evening night, get me steak, dinner or so. But I also want to be able to take it and line it up and be able to get something out of it. So I'm trying to hopefully get best of both worlds. I know I might not be down in the nine second range or oh anything like boy, that. Oh boy, that is the ultimate compromise. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you do, right? What but, do you do? But uh, for an example, uh, as of now, I still got the power steering pump in it. I haven't pulled it out yet. I haven't made that decision because I still kind of want to keep it for street, but I want to be able to crack down on it and get performance out of it if I want. Mm -hmm. well, I think according to some YouTube videos I watch, take it for what you will, accessories really don't rob a whole lot of power. Mm -hmm. I think I'm going to have to agree with that. It, that vehicle does have uh, the AC deleted on it. And um, I was hoping to get some out of that electric water pump that I'm planning to throw on there and do away with the manual water pump. Every little bit counts, absolutely. Mm -hmm. 
but it's uh I've had it for a while now. I've been set back in life, just life happens and money goes to other places. Absolutely. And so uh there's been times I've thought about selling it and then uh I said, What in the world am I doing? I can't do that, mm -hmm. can't get rid of that car. I know I'll cry the rest of my life. I'll right. get rid of that thing. So I think we've probably all got a couple of them vehicles if we look back that we wish we never got rid of. Like, man, I probably should have kept that one. It would have been worth so much more money today if I held on to it. I know myself, I've got quite a few of those that I regret getting rid of, and I'm sure a lot of you guys do out there as well. Yeah. I got rid of one of them mud trucks. It was a 78 model. I put a bed on it, put doors on it. I put a lot of work into this truck. I put a set of wheels on it. About three days later, the old boy wrapped around the tree. There went that bed I put on it. <laughs> I should have kept it. Yeah, I had a uh, 84 SS Monte Carlo back in high school. It was it was a really sweet little car, blue uh, with the, the silver accents on it and a blue and white interior. Um, I ended up trading that car off and a few weeks later, that car was beat to death, man. It was, it was so sad to see that happen to that car because it was such a fine example um, of, an, of an SS Monte and it, that was sad to see. That was another one I regret letting go. We should, like, start a federal agency to police classic cars. <clears throat> you know, I've thought I've had this thought myself. You know, we have ASPCA for animals. You know, why can't we have something like that for old cars that's yeah. sitting out in fields that folks just can't seem to, to get rid of? Man, we need to save all these cars. Yeah, I'm going to build it one day, but it's still sitting there 10 years from now, rusted. Yep. Since some little Camaros over in the weeds like that, and I thought, why'd they leave it there? Yep. I'm just saying, I pay taxes, and that's where I would like for my tax money to hey, go. I hear you. If uh, any of y'all are out there listening, it's got any pull. Let's get this going. Let's make it happen. <laughs> feel better about my taxes then. <laughs> we could call it some kind of acronym and fit in with all the rest of them. That's right. Perfectly. <clears throat> but, um... I'm glad to be here. Like I mentioned, you guys, some really great group of people. I've met a lot of good people already just from social media. Mm -hmm. Before this uh, started, we were having a good little conversation. And uh, I mentioned I was uh, driving a company truck home the other day, just cruising. You know, thinking about GPS. And can't be messing around my job or nothing. So just cruising there to a 77, 79 split. Come up on this red Trans Am. I looked at it. Oh, I got excited, <laughs> and uh, it's just putting along too. I guessed it a little bit, nothing much at all except GPS company truck can't right. do nothing. So uh, he went by, he went by me a little bit. Went by, he went by me. I told my buddy it was with me. I said, "How to hear this guy get on this thing?" I said, "The split's coming up." I said, "I'm not gonna be able to hear it." So <laughs> I tried it one more time. I said, "I'll get up here by him," and then. Yeah, I kind of kept looking at him, and about that time he cracked down on her. I had the window down. And man, that's what it's about, man. It's just all coming together for me. I feel like me and him's, you know, kind of getting to know each other now. Mm -hmm. All because I happened to be there where he was at that yep. evening. Right. That's yeah. how a lot of us has gravitated <laughs> towards one another around here. You know, there's there's a lot of folks in this area that like hot rods and, you know, like working on their cars. And, you know, we all enjoy seeing what everybody else is building, too. And and we'll catch one another out at the gas station. And, you know, sometimes we'll sit there and bullshit for, you know, 30 minutes or an hour about uh, what we got going on. But uh, that's what it's all about. Actually get out of the house, you know, go meet up with some folks and, you know, just get together and have a good time. Build something. Yeah, it's hard to get uh, younger kids out of the house nowadays. They want to play the video well, games no, and stuff. Just turn the internet off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what you want? My dad told me come hold that flashlight. You know, uh -huh. I, I'd get spacing out, and he'd hit me in the back of the head. I think we all been there. <laughs> you know, right? Uh, think what you want. When when I get that irritated because my kids are glued to the screens. I have been known to take the router and leave. Mm -hmm. I found something else to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I hope to see some kids coming up still in the vehicles. I mean, that, one thing we could be losing is the electric vehicles. I mean, I'm saying they're getting pushed everywhere. Are you going to get me started? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Now I know some people might see this and might like electric vehicles, but right. I, 
I mean, to each their own. Each their own, but, but... Uh, man, I just I can't wrap my head around it myself. You know, I'm I'm diehard internal combustion, and uh, that's just the way it's always going to be for me. But I'm always I've always been kind of an old school guy, old school mentality. That's just the way I am. Um, I don't know about y'all, but I know it'll never <laughs> never replace oh, the internal combustion never. engine for me. Never, and I'm gonna be out there at the electric car trying to figure out how to make it go faster, how you yeah. make this thing loud. There's gotta be a way to do this, right? Something. I'll probably burn it to the You just gotta it. record a real car and then put a speaker in it. Yeah, there you go. Turn it up. And yeah. I, I really do not understand that push, and I'm not gonna like get political or nothing, but I just. As a mechanic, somebody that's played with cars my entire life. You hear this crap about fuel economy. Well, I got news for you. Trucks today aren't getting much better fuel mileage they was getting 15, 20 years ago. They've got all this new technology and everything so much greater, but yet we're still purchasing just as much gasoline and paying three times as much for it. Mm -hmm. I don't know everything, but there's something going on behind the curtain. Exactly. And I just, I kind of feel like a whole industry is being turned upside down at the whims of some powerful people that want it to be that way. Mm -hmm. Me being West Virginia redneck I am, I kind of got a problem with that. Right. Yeah, if these folks think they're going to do away with uh, internal combustion engines completely, they've got a they got a long uphill battle ahead of them is all i got to say. Because there's a lot of us good old boys around here still going to be running old carbureted motors no matter how many new computers come out to control a vehicle. They mess with me and I'll run on natural gas. <laughs> I, I put years in the oil field. There's plenty of whales around here. That's you right. can't stop me. We can weld on a hot tap if need be. Come <laughs> right into it. Ah, there's <laughs> enough plastic these days. We'll just drill a hole in it and yeah, take what we need. <laughs> oh, wait. They're doing away with that, too. That's oh, never mind. We, we can't go down that path. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, that's enough about electric vehicles. Yeah. Hope I didn't tick Elon Musk off. I know you're trying to do it for the right reasons, Elon. Yeah. No beef. <laughs> I'm personally pretty interested in that build you got going on, Carl. Um, I think it's going to be awesome. I think so. It's different. It's not like the build that I'm trying to do. Like I can get on YouTube or Google, and someone's done built. There's F-body sitting around everywhere. No one's doing what you're doing on that. So that's a whole different math equations and thinking and how I'm going to put this together. Mm -hmm. Yeah, anything we've tried to look up and find information on on a 1963 Studebaker... Well, there just ain't none. Um, you can get Mustang 2 kits for the front end if you want to drop $2,500 on it. Probably not a bad deal realistically, but I already had a Colorado sitting around there with a bad frame. So why would I spend $2,500, hard -earned dollars, 2500 I'm sorry, when I can just do a little snipping and melting and make things happen mm-hmm maybe I just wonder how many people out there super tick that I cut a perfect 1963 Studebaker frame <laughs> <laughs> to be fair uh, the steering apparatus on the front end of those Studebakers is a sight to behold like I said the other night in the video it put me in mind of a Ford tractor it's not something I want to have under the hood it, 100 plus miles an hour. Definitely not. But that's just it, guys. Don't don't let the money stop you. There's other ways. Don't let people tell you, oh, you can't cut a 1963 Studebaker frame in half. It's perfect from front to back. Not a speck of rust nowhere. Well, guess what? It doesn't work, and I want it to work, so I cut it in half. Mm -hmm. and make it work. And we're going to make it work. And that can be done with anything. I don't care if you're driving a 93 Cavalier. Put a 3.8 out of a Buick LeSabre in it. Mm -hmm. It'll run better, I promise. Maybe even bolt a supercharger on it off an old Bonneville. Well, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And then come out there and catch somebody off guard and drag them. You, you take a, a supercharged 3800 and put it in something really light, and you might, you might catch a stock Z28 <laughs> off guard. Yeah, you might catch somebody slipping. And then you got the butt hurt factor, which mm -hmm. is like times 10. So if this was a point season, you'd be the champion. Just because you built a turd in your backyard, and that's cool. 
I tell you, I was scrolling through uh, Facebook this morning and uh, I seen a 580 wheel horsepower stock motor Camry. <laughs> it was like, um, you know, mid 90s Camry. Um, now, that's not something I would personally probably build, but I bet that thing sure is a lot of fun to drive. Absolutely. I actually think I've seen you shared that page maybe yes, on I social did. media earlier. I was scrolling through there and I've I seen that too. And my goodness, I was like, can you imagine taking that thing on the road? <laughs> Making fun of that guy until you pop the hood on <laughs> No doubt. But uh, that's half the fun of it, building something kind of unassuming. Um, you know, sometimes it's not always what looks fastest is what's going to win the race. You'll find that out. You get out here and get to fooling around with some of these fellas. I know I was out in Maryland doing some street racing one time, and I had a little Fox body that was a really fast little car, nitrous fed, small block forward on a good tire, a stick shift car. Um, I pulled up to a red light, and uh, this primered black S10 that was completely beat to shit, pulled up beside me with a set of 31 1050 mud tires on it. Um, I don't know what was in this truck. It had no exhaust on it whatsoever. Uh, but all I could hear when it pulled up beside me was Cam. And I looked over at this truck and I was like, man, there ain't no way. This dude's just, this, this dude shoved a big Cam and a little small block. And I'm fixing to show him what's up. Well, I'll tell you what, that light turned green and I didn't see nothing but S10 taillights while I was back there rowing gears in that five speed. And I'll tell you what, that was cool to me. I lost the race, but that was cool. <laughs> I mean, you just never know what someone's going to have invested in their ride or their own little project. I mean, not not even just the money, the time invested. If you can get out here and make something work on this street, you don't have to have but four or 500 horsepower to get out here and run competitively. Um, a lot of these guys that's making north of 800 horsepower, they're having a real hard time figuring out how to put it down on these dirty streets around here. Um, the street is the equalizer in my opinion and that's why I, I gravitate towards it so much because at the end of the day I don't like racing um, with my wallet you know what I'm saying I like to utilize what I have um, sometimes if I need to, to, to try to gain a tenth you know if it's all I can do to, to lose a little bit of weight in the vehicle um, that's what I'm gonna do um, but like like we're, we've said before it's not always about the money just uh, get out there and put in the work and you'll be really surprised at what you can accomplish yeah I mean just, just have fun I mean just sitting here with you guys this evening talking I'm ha I mean I'm having fun uh, I got out of the house that's yep. what it's all about uh, I got a, already sort of learning stuff mm -hmm. so don't think nobody can't come out and have fun and learn and meet new people no matter what you're driving that's right well, here you guys go. I'm going to tell a little secret on Mr. Matthew here. Uh -oh. <clears throat> he was talking about weight reduction in that old truck of his. That truck was having a little bit of trouble hooking up mm -hmm. once upon a time. And we had a little powwow over it. And uh, we was talking, you know, rear suspension, bar angle, that kind of thing. Contemplating maybe hanging lead versus you know don't want to make the thing any heavier it's a full-size truck already it's got this big block in the front mm -hmm. i like my big blocks y'all with all that nose weight and uh it's like well what can we do about it it's got a steel cow hood on it it's got a chrome factory bumper mm -hmm. it's got inner fenders two inner fenders there might have been a couple other things that were deemed unnecessary. Absolutely. Sometimes it just happens. And uh, I don't I don't think she misbehaved much after that. No, she acts right. Uh, I know what that truck's going to do before it does it at this point. Uh, it's 60 foot's the same every pass. Um, and it's, it's just consistent. Uh, it may not be the fastest truck out here, fastest uh, vehicle out here. But uh, I'm telling you what, you better not sleep on that light when you pull up beside that C10 because it's going to 60 foot and it's going to roll out. Yep. And if it don't 60 foot, I'll stand in the bed and it will 60 foot. We have been known to <laughs> change the rear weight bias a little bit. Um, you check back on our videos, you might just run across that if you watch real close. I think we are the only channel that has ever filmed a street race from the bed of the truck in the street race. Yeah. Looking back on it, 
it wasn't that good of an idea. No. But it seemed like a good idea in the heat of the moment. And sometimes when you're back there in the bed of that truck and there's all them gas fumes, you just kind of go with it. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. So, yeah. I hope to see that thing run soon. There's a lot of stuff supposed to be coming up this summer from what I was understanding. Yeah, we've got a lot of guys from out of town uh, knocking on the door, wanting a chance to come in and, and run the crew. And, man, <clears throat> that tickles me to death to know that uh, we're getting a little bit of reach outside our own community and folks are willing to travel to come and race us. Uh, that means the world to me. Um, we've got a great group of guys. Uh, everybody's got a great attitude, great sportsmanship, win, lose, or draw. Um, we're just out here trying to have a good time and get everybody together. And if any of you guys want to come out and run us, don't hesitate to shoot me a message. Uh, we'll set something up. And, you know, we may even be looking to do some traveling this upcoming season ourselves um, as a crew. I'm uh, really wanting to get out and, and work together as a team, work together as a unit, and uh, just, just see what we can do with all this hard work we've been putting in over the last year, year and a half with all these cars. Um, I know... Like he was saying, myself, my trucks came a long ways in the last several months, um, and a lot of other fellas in my crew, they've really been putting in the work as well, and it's shown. Um, I couldn't be prouder of all the guys in the crew, and uh, literally, y'all just make me proud to be a part of the group. Yeah, he doesn't know it yet, but I got plans for his truck. It's going to be faster, too. <laughs> a little more weight reduction, a couple other things. Yeah, it's time to get a little more serious with the truck. At this point, to be honest, um, I'm probably uh, probably about the gatekeeper of the group. Um, we got a lot of fast guys in our crew. Um, the old truck don't run bad, but it is a full interior street truck that I drive every day. Um, but it is time to get a little bit more serious with it, and uh, you guys will see that. You'll see the progression in the videos, depending on what we, we show with that one. <laughs> now, I like to be pretty open about everything, to be honest. Uh, like I said, I like to share what information I can, but just because what I'm doing with my truck works doesn't mean it's going to work for you, and uh, that's just how it is. We touched on those calculators earlier. That was something else I found really entertaining, was looking at the difference between how horsepower, how much horsepower it took to make a car faster, in theory, mm -hmm. versus how much weight reduction it took to make that same amount of speed. Mm -hmm. And if you guys have never played around with that and looked at that kind of stuff, I'd highly recommend checking it out. It, it surprised me. Absolutely. You can you can gain quite a bit of uh, speed in the eighth or quarter mile just by taking a little bit of weight off. Mm -hmm. Shoot, I'll be at my house tonight stripping the whole inside of the car. <laughs> <laughs> That's something we probably should touch on, guys. It's not all about being fast. I mean, if you got to drive your car, you might not want to take all the interior yeah. out. Mm -hmm. You know, like, what we do with his truck is kind of the equivalent of what are those, uh, the Mopar drag pack charger. Scat pack, Scat pack. Hellcat. With the whole, uh, was it the Demon that had the whole drag pack you had to bolt on uh -huh. and change the mm -hmm. computer? And mm -hmm. Well, I mean, this is a whole lot simpler, but his truck goes from street mode to race mode just by pulling the hood off of it mm -hmm. and, you know, the bumper or something. Depending, you know, if we're into a lot of shenanigans. Yeah. But, uh, and if you get creative like that, it's amazing, like, even tuning the chassis. Mm -hmm. If the car's almost hooking, but it's not quite hooking, take the hood off the stinking thing. See what happens. Exactly. Getting in a bunch of trial and error, you're going to get to know your vehicle a lot better then. Mm hmm And you never know until you try. I mean. That ain't going to hurt nothing. No. Four bolts later, you're going to have your answer. And if you got the big whirly twirling things under the hood that like vacuum clean push the <laughs> air in the motor, uh -huh. you know, that'll even breathe better. She's liable to make more horsepower too go. while you do it. Keep so, that engine cooler. <laughs> a little better rear percentage, a little more horsepower. I don't know if it would be significant, but now that I jokingly mentioned that, you would think your intake temperatures would have to be a lot cooler if you're not running. I hood. know it sure helped the heat sink in that big block, you know, trying to mm -hmm. run it back to back. You know, five or six passes, uh, hot lapping it. Um, the fuel likes to start to try to boil in that carburetor a little bit with the hood on and all that heat sink under there. Um, but I haven't had that issue since I've been running it without the hood on. 
Um, it's it's really made a major difference, and like we're saying, sometimes it's just the little things like that that can make a, a world of difference in what you got going on. I tell you what, if say someone outran me this weekend, and I wanted to rematch next weekend, and I had two choices, I could call the Jegs or the Summit or the Speedway, and I could spend five hundred dollars and know for a fact that I could outrun that person. They wasn't going to beat me next weekend, or I could do something for free, like pull the hood off and move a little bit of weight around and outrun them that way. I would rather do it for free than have to pay money to do it. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, why spend the $500 to outrun him when it was only a $500 bet? So you still lost. Exactly. Dummy, pull the hood <laughs> off of Hey, Sometimes that's, uh, that's how it is, street racing. You know, sometimes you got to spend a little bit of money to have some fun, but that's definitely not what it's all about. That's for sure. I mean, for the majority of the year, my crew's been out here running just for the fun of it. We're not even out here betting no money. We're just trying to figure out where we all stand amongst one another. Um, sometimes you go bringing the money in, you bring some problems in. Um, but uh, like I said, we've got a real good group of guys, and uh, so far things have been awesome. You guys have been showing a lot of support. As long as you guys keep showing us support, keep showing up to the events, um, we're going to keep at this and keep rolling. Um, I'm glad we found that shortcut to Mexico. That's like... Absolutely. That, you know, that that's a real game changer. The only thing better would be like a portal. But mm -hmm. hey, we found a shortcut and that's all it takes. That's right. We get this stuff done. And you know, we call it street racing. We call it hot riding. I like to think of it as hot riding. I'll be honest with you guys. I'm hot riding. That's what I'm going to do. Mm -hmm. I'm not building a car to be competitive with anybody. Right. I'm building what I want to do what I want, mm -hmm. and if I decide, you know what, I don't feel like working on my car to make it faster because I like it just the way it is and it performs well both on the street mm -hmm. when I want to take my kids out for ice cream and it gets down when, you know, some high school kid and a tuner calls me out. <laughs> um, it's definitely not going to run like a stock car, obviously, but it doesn't have to be the fastest. And I hate to see people get that in their mind. Well, if I'm going to be on a small tire car, I have to go low fives to be competitive, and I can't afford to build that caliber car, so I'm just not going to do it. Right. It can it, be discouraging if you look at it that way. Yeah, we can't. We, we kind of need to try to help push that negativity away. Mm -hmm. Because I don't care if it's bone stock and you want to race somebody, we'll flag down pawpaw selling potatoes out of the bed of his truck we'll let you beat up on him for a minute we He'll have get a been known to pull out some daily drivers to fill some spots when nothing else is going on i mean <laughs> we just like to have fun yeah i mean have fun learn things meet new people absolutely I, maybe one day if i ever get that car mom put together we line it up with studebaker or we'd see what Heck see yeah. what it'll do yellow and yellow, yellow, and yellow. there we go <laughs> Is that an official call-out? No. <laughs> it may have been. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to get it done now. That's funny. That, uh, man, I've got a lot of hate on that yellow, to be honest with you, but I don't plan on changing it. I really like it. Oh, well, yeah. Uh, so. That's why I keep telling him the yellow on that Studebaker keeps growing on me by the day for some reason. It just looks right on that car. I don't know why. I kind of like it on that car, but I kind of don't. I don't. We're I just don't know if that car would look the same with a fresh, shiny, new paint job on it if you catch my drift. You know what I'm saying? It's uh, Oh, it would look the same. It's uh, just got a real tough vibe to it right now, the way it looks. Just a little bit rough around the edges, but man, that body is good and solid. It's going to be painted, guys. <laughs> Enjoy it while it lasts. It may be a year or two. Like, seriously, I'm not in any hurry to paint it because I put a lot of time and energy into the idea and the plan and the graphics and the artwork and I've hand drawn it. I'm no Matt Lepardis. I am no artiste. <laughs> but uh, I can I can get down with pen and pad and um, we're wanting to do something really special with the paint. Due to uh, an irritated shoulder, I can't paint as much as I used to and it's something I was always I was really passionate about paint cars. Always loved doing it. Still love doing it. It just hurts a lot, so I try not to do it much anymore. But 
I'm going to try to make this like my, I don't know, my, what, what would you call that guy? My last hoorah. Mm -hmm. Yep, absolutely. Try to go, try to hang my, my paint gun up with my head hung high. That's How's right. That? So we're going to give it a shot, see what happens. I'm probably going to run out of talent. It's probably going to look like a kid did it, <laughs> but it'll be my masterpiece and I like it. That's right. That's all that matters. You know, I'll be excited to see it, what it comes out like. I just had a kid I've known basically his whole life. He grew up around here. He just stopped in the garage the other day and was asking me about spraying his truck. And, you know, I told him I'd help him and help him out and that kind of thing. But I really tried to encourage him to spray it himself because you never know. You could be the best painter on earth. But if you if you won't pick up a paint gun and spray it, you're never going to find out. That's right. And it's... There's a lot to it. There's a lot, a lot of good information out there on YouTube and other platforms. Guys, don't don't let that fear of failure hold you back. I'm I'm gonna try something that's plum freaking crazy as far as artwork and paint. And I'm gonna try it. And it may look dumb, but I'm not gonna get all butt hurt and sand it off if it don't turn out the way I want it. I'm just gonna say, you know what, I tried. And if you wanna make fun of me, make fun of me, but it's my baby. You know, be proud of what you can do. And I tell you, a lot of times, once you dive into that project that you've been thinking about or overthinking too much, once you get into it, you realize you're more than capable of accomplishing that task or finishing that project. Um, you got to give yourself a little more credit than sometimes you do, because uh, I guarantee if you just dive into it, likely you'll figure it out. If not, we got a good community of folks around here that's willing to jump in and help out anywhere we can. So just don't be afraid to jump in and see what you can do. I know uh, you talked about another little project that you had sitting around there, uh, a little S10. Yeah, there's a little S10 sitting there. I did a little trading and got it, and I haven't done too much with it. But it uh, has an LS with it. It's got a little 2.2 in it right mm -hmm. now, and uh, it's lowered to the ground. I think it's about 5 inches, and it's standard. It's got a solid body on it. Yeah. Message the boy that built that originally built that truck. He mentioned about getting it back one day. He liked it. I don't think I want to come off of it yet. And uh, he said that motor had about ninety thousand miles on it when he dropped it in there. So I might run that little two point two for a while. Mm -hmm. Little gas saver. Yeah, I don't blame you a bit it, there. It, it looks cool. So I guess that's all that matters, you know. Heck yeah. So you you plan someday to put the LS in maybe. I've thought about it. Then again, that Camaro's sitting there, so I was like, you know, maybe the heck with this LT1 build and drop the LS in it. But I'm deep in that LT1 build now, and I'm, I kind of really want to see what that motor's going to do since me driving it before I tore it down to putting it back together and putting it back on the road performance-wise difference. I'm sorry, just as soon as you said 2.2 four-cylinder, the first that thought that went through my head was... I wonder how much nitrous it would take before it blew up. <laughs> well, I mean, we could see what it will do. I mean, that, that's that's what I was saying. If you were planning on putting the LS in, maybe we'd give it a goodbye send-off. I mean, that could be some pretty good content. Uh... <laughs> we'll put a belly pan on it in case, you know, she squirts her guts out the bottom. That would work. Won't get that loose would, on you, maybe. That would work. He said it's got a stage three clutch in it, so it might hold up. Oh, we'll yeah. see what she does. It rear end's been welded in it, so... She's so ready to party then. It's ready. We get a big enough bottle, we might be able to stretch it out to like a stage four or five club. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I'm so destructive, guys. Poor little motor, it never done nothing to me. <laughs> well, it's trial and error. Now we'll be able to tell them in the future, hey, them little motors, they ain't built for that or don't surprise you. Right, exactly. Here we are talking about a four-cylinder again. I'm telling you guys, I've seen, like, I think it was... Who was it came out with a straight six crate motor? Was it Chevy Performance? Dart. Was it was Dart? Was it Dart? I believe so. That I believe really, that's a 2JZ block, if that's the same one I'm thinking that of. Really that had an LS head on it? Uh, I don't know. That may be something different you're talking about then. Or maybe it was a, a four-cylinder with an LS head. Yeah, it would have had to be, and it was a four-cylinder with an that LS head sense, on yeah. it. I've seen somewhere that really fascinated me. That would be a cool little setup for sure. Hmm. See, now you guys can tell I was playing with those calculators because I'm thinking, you know, a little aluminum four cylinder and like a little, I don't know, 
little Ford Falcon or something with a turbo aluminum four cylinder, it will be considerably lighter than a conventional small block or an LF. Mm -hmm. I know I just seen a cool little motor the other day that would uh, that would be awesome in a street platform. Uh, it was a little 3.8 V6, um, and it had about 580 horsepower. That thing sounded absolutely gnarly. If you check back in my videos, you'll see where James Goad, uh, a.k.a. Reaper, um, he came to pick that up here, and uh, man, that little car was wicked. But uh, you guys look back and I'm check jealous. that out. I wanted to drive it. That thing was cool. Oh, that's pretty impressive, honestly. I got another one Camaro sitting up there in the weeds, 38. Mm -hmm. um, I bought it, parts car, unloaded it, did a burnout in it, parked it, and ain't touched it since. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, those 38s, they will take some abuse. The, the GM 38s and the Camaros or the uh, Bonnevilles or any of that platform. They will flat out take some abuse. Which makes me think they're detuned. Mm -hmm. Now, one thing I did notice about them is uh, power steering pump issues. <laughs> Only when you do reverse 180s. You do, uh, you do too many reverse 180s. Um, something about the power steering pumps don't like to operate anymore. Um, but we learned that the hard way when we were younger, and now we know. That's why we're telling you guys. <laughs> yeah, don't do reverse 180s. Yeah, so don't, don't be in your mom's car up there in the parking lot. <laughs> I know we used to get to school about an hour early or so. Well, I know I would sometimes. And uh, just play around in the parking lot. Uh, yeah, that's, that's about the only area we had around here big enough to uh, even attempt to drift or play around or do anything like that. Oh, rainy mornings were a blast because they had all those light posts down mm -hmm. the middle of that lot. And you could just woo -wee. We had a lot of fun until we didn't. Yeah, until somebody had to cry and tell on us. You guys yeah. happen to remember down there at the bottom of my high school here, hill that uh, the big hole that was bored out. Mm -hmm. I was a little feller on the bus. I was, could not wait till I got up there to that high school <laughs> to see what truck of 40s was going through that hole. <laughs> and uh, all of a sudden, the state came by, or said he one of them dead and filled it in with big uh -huh. rocks and stuff. And that Boy. was the best action I've seen down through there. <laughs> tell you a little story about that hole at the bottom of that high school hill. <laughs> Me and this guy right here was coming off the hill in that $80 car we was talking about a few minutes ago. Mm -hmm. I think that was an Azuzu iMark, like a 1989 Azuzu iMark. It had about as much power as a riding lawnmower. Mm -hmm. Really close. Uh, it had been hit, someone had hit a deer right in the front end and like hammered the hood back out. So we put like spray paint flames back the hood and then it ended up getting a big plastic hood scoop we made out of something and somebody made fun of me because it wasn't functional. So then we cut a hole in the hood and made it functional, but the hood hinges were broke. So at like 55, the back it of the hood came float. up and like started doing this. But anyways, we were coming down that hill one day, just got out of school and there's all the guys over there taking their mud trucks through that little mud hole there. So when we made the turn at the bottom of the hill, I flat matted the little car and started, you know, trying to rock it a little bit, get it going. Building up some power. And uh, we never slowed down. We I'll just bet. blasted her right through the mud hole <laughs> with my 14-inch snow tires. Uh -huh. And suddenly nobody was impressed with the four-wheel drive trucks anymore when we made it up the other side. That was the end of it, wasn't it? That's that was, right. Yep. I think that's when that second hole started behind. Uh -huh. you know? Oh, that's good. That's good stuff right there. Yeah, that was a blast. <laughs> it wasn't so much fun showing off with your four-wheel drive truck anymore. <laughs> that was pretty impressive. I remember that very well. <laughs> but to all those guys' credit, like, for some reason, if you just rammed that car into something, it usually came out the other side. That's why it was so fun. Probably, it, realistically, we probably hit it at 40. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's no Every wonder we came it. out the other side. But, shit, it probably floated, to be honest. That little $80 car went point A to point B, and that's all that mattered. <laughs> it, it literally would not spin the tires. Right. <laughs> would not. Like, you could put it in reverse and back down a hill as fast as it would go and jerk it in low. <laughs> and it would just stop the front tires and they would scoop until you came to a stop and then they would slowly start. <laughs> and it was the funnest car I ever owned in my life. Yep. I had one winter up there at the athletic parking lot. I think me and uh, my buddy hit 
about 100 miles an hour sitting still. It was all ice. <laughs> we went through every gear that car had. <laughs> Looking back now, it was a little stupid, but it was, right. it was fun when I was 17. Absolutely. Uh, you got to learn somehow. We always uh, tended to push the limits a little bit when we were young to figure out just quite what we could and couldn't get away with. Yeah, you know what they say. If you're not living life on the edge, you're taking up too much room. That's what they say. All right, guys, we're coming up to almost the hour mark here. I think we're going to bring this thing to an end. But uh, I sure appreciate you coming out and being a guest. That uh, it was it was extremely nice just to meet you and you Absolutely. know bullshit and uh, catch up a little bit and um, it's it's been good. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. I appreciate you letting me come and join in. I'm starting to get to know some guys and starting to learn some more stuff. That's what it's about. Absolutely. Yeah. Any of you guys out there that would like to come on and be a guest, don't hesitate to hit us up. We'd be happy to have you on. We want to talk about your build or whatever you got going on. Or if there's any businesses out there um, that cater to our community, performance-related parts, or, you know, even some mechanic work, whatever, give us a shout. You know, we want you to come on, tell us about your businesses, tell us what services you offer. Um, we're, we're trying to build the community you know, around here. You know, that's, that's, that's what all this is about. So anything else you got to say? I don't suppose. All right. Well, I guess uh, that's it, guys. Midnight Club Media signing off. Crazy Carl here. Crazy Carl Speed Shop. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Roger Stone Jr. Thank you, guys. Have a good one. Thanks, guys. We'll catch you next time.